Blessed, blessed are you. In the name of God, who creates, redeems, and gives life. Amen. Today we hear the beginning of Jesus' first sermon, which we call the Sermon on the Mount. It fills the next three chapters of Matthew and will continue in our lectionary for the rest of the Epiphany season. For Matthew, Jesus is first of all a wisdom teacher, a rabbi who has come not to abolish the traditions and scripture of his ancestors, but to fulfill them. Therefore, this first teaching shows us the essence of Jesus' ministry as Matthew understands it, and that of the community forming around him. Matthew also writes about Jesus as the new Moses, one who was threatened in infancy by a tyrannical ruler called into and then out of Egypt, a prophet and the liberator of his people. So it's not accidental that, like Moses receiving the law on Sinai, Matthew's Jesus gives this first sermon on a mountain, a sacred and liminal space. Also striking is the audience for this teaching. We've heard already that Jesus has called some companions to be with him, at least four so far. And he's thronged by desperate and growing crowds who are seeking the healing power of his word and touch. People who are sick or demon-possessed, afflicted in mind and body, as well as those who support and care for them. Seeing the crowds, Jesus goes up the mountain and the disciples come with him. He speaks to them all, and his first and repeated word is blessed. Blessed. In the Greek, it's makarios, which can be translated happy, a word with an almost mundane feeling about it. But I sense underneath that the energy of the Hebrew baraka, the root of so many Jewish prayers to this day, beginning Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melika Olam, blessed are you, Holy One, our God, ruler of the universe. Blessed are you who are the wellspring of blessing, the giver of life and all that sustains life. When Jesus speaks of blessing, it's with this profound awareness of God's presence and goodness, a living radiance that is given in creation and active in healing and liberation, a grace and power active and bringing wholeness and community. This too would remind Matthew's hearers of Moses giving the Torah and leading the people out of bondage. Blessed. We might expect that this teaching will be an instruction in how to receive God's blessing, how to live an ethical and holy life, but it actually isn't. As one commentator says for the grammar nerds among us, the Beatitudes are not an imperative, but an indicative. 
In other words, Jesus isn't telling his listeners what to do. He's telling them something about who they are and about where and with whom blessing is already found. And very unlikely, it all seems. We certainly don't always see blessing where Jesus says it is. Jesus says that those who are poor in spirit are blessed, and those who mourn. The very people we might think lack the goodness of life. They seem to have nothing more to lose, these depleted and grieving ones. Jesus says they will receive the restoration and comfort they need. His words not only describe blessing, but they give it. Comfort, hope, and promise to a crowd of folks who are struggling with oppression and poverty, disease, and uncertainty. Maybe the blessing of his presence and his word works in them even as he speaks it. Maybe it changes them and opens them to some new possibility, some wider horizon. Also, Jesus' blessing abides among those who are yearning for something better than the world as it is, with its hierarchies and divisions, its callous indifferences and outright cruelty, its suffering and grief. It is a blessing, says Jesus, to have your heart fixed on a different path, what he calls the kingdom, the kingdom, the reign and way of God. Blessed are the meek, says Jesus, and this word does not mean those who let others walk all over them. Rather, those who live with the strength of gentleness and forbearance. The earth is their inheritance because their gracious way of living lets all creatures live. Blessed, too, are those who hunger and thirst for justice their longing will be filled. In some ways, this one is the clearest of all the Beatitudes to me. It speaks of a desire that opens us to blessing, the blessing of growing into a deeper understanding of God's own justice, God's justice-seeking heart, the growth of our own hunger and thirst and the blessing of energy to do something about what we long for, born of a need we feel deep in our gut to see God's abundance shared equitably among all, God's beloved fed and sheltered and cherished. The hunger and the lack are so terribly clear this morning, aren't they? This week brought another horror, another yet unarmed black man murdered by police, this time in Memphis. Mr. Tyre Nichols was a beloved son and the father of a young child, a cherished friend, a beautiful photographer, by so many accounts, open-hearted and kind and joyful. He was beaten to death as part of a routine traffic stop. The last two weeks have also seen at least five mass shootings in our gun-obsessed country. 
two of them focused on Asian Americans. And the brutal war in Ukraine drags on, targeting civilians in an attempt to crush this, the country's spirit. Blessed, blessed are those who hunger for justice, says Jesus. The hunger will lead them to the food they need. The sermon goes on to name and amplify the blessing of those who show mercy, whose hearts are pure and focused and true, and those who work unstintingly to make peace in the midst of a violent world. They are God's own children, says Jesus. All of these are seeking God's dream, which is full of compassion and integrity and the fullness of life for all. And they are blessed because they are God's co-workers. The yearning, the doing, and the journey of learning how are all part of the blessing that Jesus proclaims. And finally, he says, blessed are you. Now listen up. I'm talking to you directly, he says. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely because of me. Rejoice, you are in the company of the prophets. Blessing is found in taking risks for what is right, for what we yearn for, for the dream of God. Courage kindled in our hearts from the heart of God is a blessing by which we are able to live more fully into our vocation as beloved community. It's important to emphasize that the blessing Jesus speaks of is not about material abundance or self-sufficiency. Indeed, it requires vulnerability, whether chosen or not, and reliance on one another and on the community of creation and on God most of all. It includes moving beyond our own ego and self-preservation to something more expansive, something like generosity like love. That's not to say that blessing, that deep sense of the goodness of God that gives life to all beings, does not overflow in delight and in care for all God's beloved. It's good to give thanks, and blessing is recognized and celebrated in gratitude. On this, our annual meeting Sunday, I would like to reflect with you on the blessings of our life together at Ascension, as well as the way the Beatitudes call us to understand our community in light of the wisdom and blessing of Jesus. What are some of those blessings? You'll have your own list. Here is part of mine. First, dear ones, it is community a community where intimacy and vulnerability have deepened in part because of what we have been through these last hard years. Not that the suffering and privation of the pandemic were a blessing. They were not. But from hard times, God sometimes works good things, and in part it is so for us. And each of you is a blessing. Your stories, your gifts, and the gifts you call out in others. This is true of those of you who have been part of this community for many years, 
And it's true if you just wandered in this morning for the first time. It's true of our elders, our very young ones, and everyone in between. It includes those who gather here in person and those who are with us online. Every one of you enriches our life together. You sit at our doors and welcome visitors. You care for each other in friendship and kindness. You help to feed our neighbors in need. Blessing abounds. And our leaders, our leaders are a blessing. Isabel Spencer and David Kolker, our wardens, bring deep faith and dedication and inspiration to their roles, and I'm very grateful for them. Particularly in these challenging times, our vestry has cared for each other and our community, as well as for the business of the church. Particular gratitude is due to those who have finished their terms at this annual meeting. Kyle Chesseborough, Peter Clark, Tom Rice, and Jill Tildesley. Bless you all. We are also blessed by folk who make our worship happen week in and week out, our sacristans and acolytes, ushers and readers. Some serve faithfully behind the scenes, the altar guild, the flower guild, Matt Vermidal and the hospitality teams who make coffee and bring us treats and schlep everything outside and back in again. Andrew Jones, our parish administrator, who prepares countless bulletins and helps manage our infrastructure and generally keeps us on track all during the week. Thank you. Bless you. I also want to particularly thank our reopening task force, who for the last two years have worked through all manner of questions about how we can gather safely and how we can restore, adapt, or reimagine our worship and community life. This month, they declared their work done for a season in order to focus on other needs of the parish. Bless you, Ed Chinnery, John Grimes, Steve Hubbard, Andrew Jones, Dennis Keene, Kelly Long, Tom Rice, Kate Rutherford, Isabel Spencer, Madonna Stack Barker, John Thompson, and Matt Vermidal. My clergy colleagues are a particular blessing to me with a joyful synchronicity of shared ministry and learning from each other, dreaming and sparking from each other's creativity and insights. So deep gratitude to Father Ed and Mother Posey, who bring so much to our life together. Most everyone who comes to Ascension would name our music as a blessing speaks deeply to our souls, and it inspires us as one body with the gift of singing together. Thank you to Dennis Keene for his deep, devoted love, not only for music, but for this parish, and to our wonderful choir, who shower us with the blessings of song. Our sacred space is beautiful and prayed in and historic and sometimes fragile a blessing and, yes, a challenge. The people who maintain it are Sexton Dwight Roberts and Assistant Sextons William Gordon and Rasheen Tompkins, along with our business manager, Kelly Long, bless us with their care and dedication and skill. 
This year has brought a lot of work on flooding and lack of heat in the rectory, a lengthy fire alarm project in the church, the creation of a new office for Kelly, all now completed. We've also begun preparing and raising funds for the restoration of our tower brownstone, which will begin this spring. There's always more. But deep gratitude is due to our Buildings and Grounds Chair, Steve Hubbard, our Chancellor, Charlie Schmidt, the B&G Committee for their care of the buildings, and also blessings from our lovely garden, which so blesses everyone in the neighborhood, and thanks to Gail Lynch and John Merriman, who tend it so lovingly. Ascension has strong financial resources in the form of endowments and generous pledges, a particular blessing provided both by those who have gone before us and you who are here now. We do not, however, have enough resources to fund our budget deficit as we have in the past. You will hear more about this at the annual meeting. What I want to highlight here is the blessing that is our financial leadership, Mary Guyard and John Grimes, the Finance Committee, the new Deficit Reduction Task Force, and along with our business manager, Kelly Long, and bookkeeper, Sajia Chowdhury. We are certainly not poor, but I pray that with a sense of vulnerability, we may learn more deeply how to take risks and discover God's own abundance how to rely on God and one another, how to act generously and bravely to do justice and love mercy, how to care for our community and our buildings, aware that our resources, financial, physical, and spiritual, are meant to further the work of God's kingdom. There is so much urgent work to do, plenty of poverty and spiritual depletion and too much grief. The violence, the racism, the hate and injustice can threaten to overwhelm us. But where is the blessing of which Jesus spoke? How are we a part of it? Is there hunger and resolute action for justice, love of mercy, humble companionship with God? Is there dedicated work for peace and willingness to risk for the sake of the gospel? Can we be a blessing in this world, dear people of Ascension? Jesus says we are, even and maybe especially in our vulnerability and our fear of not being enough. Jesus blesses us in order that we may be a blessing, that we may respond to the needs of our neighbors and care for one another in small ways and larger ways using our privilege and our longing for God's kingdom, our minds and hearts and bodies, in companionship with one another and trust in God, who walks with us every step of the way. In the mystery of grace, blessing circles and spirals as it is given and received again and again. I'm grateful to be with you on this journey in these challenging and God-filled times. It is indeed a blessing to serve as your rector. Amen.